All right, here we go, man. Welcome to another episode of the Not Ideal Podcast, episode five. All right, so we keeping it going, you know. Got to make sure I drop these every Wednesday for you. And if you want to view it live, tune into the YouTube channel, type in Eric Crocker, it'll pop right up so you can catch it live. Set the notification bell, all that good stuff that they tell y'all to do. Hit the like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. All right, but anyways, man, today I'm really excited for uh, this person I have coming on. It's like a brother of mine. Uh, we met back in 2012, my rookie year in the AFL. I should have had this picture, but he could have a picture of both of us on the field. We linked up again, 2014, we were roommates, all that good stuff. We're going to get into all that and more and what he's doing now. All right, again, this show right here is more so about entrepreneurship and how we're starting, how we're going through it, uh, where we're at right now. You know the the benefits of it the struggles with it all that good stuff the real the real stuff because again i think there's a lot of things on there that sell entrepreneurship as if it's like this happy just everything's all good and be your own boss and all that and i'm here to tell you it is not exactly like that there are the perks trust me there are the perks and i'm definitely benefiting from a lot of the perks that it, you know you have with entrepreneurship but if you follow my Instagram story today, I kind of posted a lot of my day and you see I'm kind of busy, you know, whether it's taking care of myself with health, uh, whether it's with my, you know, training, whether it's with podcasting, cleaning my house, all those things. I was busy all day. All right. And that's kind of more of a normal day for me. So with no further ado, I'm bringing in my dog, my brother, my former teammate, my former roommate, all that good stuff, man. One of the uh, more fit, disciplined people that I've ever met. All right. So I'm going to make sure. I'm going to tell him to give me the thumbs up when he's ready. Give me the thumbs up whenever you're ready. I know you're getting set up right now. But when I get him on here, man, he's going to have a lot of good things to talk about. We talked about some of this stuff while we were roommates. And, and I saw him kind of getting stuff off of the ground. And I was just like, you know, you, you always see how somebody's moving, but you never know exactly how it's going to work out. He's here to talk to us right now about how he got how he got the Tesla, how he got the big ass truck parked in the driveway with the Monte Carlo and all that good stuff. My dog, Dwight McLean. What's up, D Mac? What's up, man? Thanks for having me, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks. man. You already know. So, so D Mac and I, we we linked up first in 2012. Uh, we were playing for the San Antonio Talons. He had came maybe like midway through the year. This was my rookie year in the Arena Football League. Um, after that, obviously, I had an opportunity to play in the NFL. So 2013, I was away, but 14, I was back in the Arena League. So we linked up again, man. We were we were roommates over there for uh, Portland Thunder out there kind of having a good time. But there were definitely some things I noticed about you. But first and foremost, man, tell people a little bit about you. You know, obviously, you played at Purdue University, graduated there, played football there. You, you were a junior college transfer, though, right? Yeah. I was transferred from junior college at Fullerton JC. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, first of all, I mean, that's kind of betting on yourself in a sense as well. You know, there are a lot of people that want to go and play junior college football and they have aspirations of playing in the NFL and going off to D1. You actually kind of did it. So, what was the process between, you know, going to a junior college, kind of choosing, and then ultimately what led to you being able to go to a university and not just any university, a university in the Big Ten going to Purdue? Yeah, so just coming out of high school, I wasn't that great. <laughs> you know, I didn't get a lot of offers, you know what I'm saying? So I had to work uh, extremely hard to 
you know, to even get, you know, some type of looks. So I played tight end and um, a little bit of receiver, but I was slow. You feel me? I was just coming off an ACL injury. Like, you know, I was just working my way back. I was just using my talent to even get on the field. So went to JC and played uh, safety, had to learn a whole new position, never played DB really like that. So uh, it was good. It was a good experience. Um, I had to take some chances. I'm like, shit, I'm not going to stop playing football. You know what I'm saying? Even though they moved, you know, switched my position and everything, it was a whole new world. You know what I'm saying? Just reading quarterbacks and, you know, covering receivers. But at the same time, it was cool because I used to play receiver. So, you know. So for you, you know, being a late bloomer in the sense of, you know, the athleticism and things like that, uh, did you have like the aspirations of like, oh, I want to go play in the NFL or was it more so, you know, I just want my education played for, get to play college football and all right, whatever happens after that, it happens. Uh, it was more so, yeah, I'm trying to get to the league. I'm trying to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, like we're trying to make some money. We're trying to eat. We're trying to live that lifestyle. We're trying to, uh, you know, in a sense, just make life easier for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Financially. So you've done an amazing job, you know, since playing football of kind of building your own platform and your own kind of, you know, business, right, with uh, tailor-made bands. But I remember you talking to me a little bit before about how tailor tailor-made kind of came about. And there were multiple people involved in this with you, but over time ended up kind of being you being the last man standing. What went into just that aspect of it, really kind of seeing it through and then obviously kind of what it is today. And just really just came from something we just came up with you know, on the street. We, I grew up on Taylor Avenue in Corona. Me and my boy, Jesse, we just used to work out a lot. So I'm like, shit, he used to like to work out and fight, do all kind of stuff. He liked the street fight. So, you know, he just started the, we just started the brand, but we really, it was really something we wanted to just get people in shape in the community. And then we were training a lot of kids, a lot of police officer kids, like, just meeting them at the gym. And then we just got a bunch of kids and I used to train them. He didn't really know too much about the athletic side, but I would just have him there and around. And then he would do designs and he was really good at designing stuff. And um, yeah, we just did that for a while. And then as I was playing football, that's what I was doing in the off season. But then eventually, you know, he got into doing other things and moving around a lot. And I was just strictly like with the brand and the business, you know, so I just kept it going. I kept it pushing. It turned into TaylorMade Fitness to um, Taylor made bands, uh, Taylor made lifestyle, uh, I had a clothing brand. So it just turned into a bunch of things. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're trying to find your way, you're trying to find your spot, you know, you're trying to sell everything possible. You're trying to see what the consumers want. You know, you're trying to see what's in demand. You are also trying to see what makes you happy or what you enjoy doing at the same time. So, you know, just trying to figure my way out that way. I just kept it going and just working regular jobs. You know, you know, you don't want to really work a regular job because you capped I'm not saying that anything against people that work a regular job because it does bring stability and a mental like stability as well you know to that but I just kind of I did that it was boring I'm an athlete I like to travel we travel a lot we're around we've seen different sceneries and just going to one box every day is it just always never sits well with me so I always try to keep myself busy doing different things so that's just where the entrepreneurship comes from and I just, that really started for me in high school I used to sell t-shirts out the trunk socks you know, everything, when people are trying to go out for parties, I was the one with the shirts, the pro clubs, you know, and uh, yeah. yeah, I will always sell things like, and it just came from, you know, seeing my parents, uh, they from Jamaica, so they hustle, they work on cars, my mom does hair. So I see them on their feet a lot and I see them, you know, 
interacting with people to tra for transactions with money and just building relationships too. So I guess it just kind of grew on me to do that as well. You know, one thing that I saw from you early on, and, and I want to know how this has helped with you kind of down the line and everything that you're doing right now, but uh, staying with you in an apartment, there were a few things that I noticed and your discipline was on point. Right. And, and, and that's tough. I think that's the one thing that a lot of people lack. I think some people that maybe aspire to do more or be more, probably that's a big key ingredient that people are, are kind of missing. And I remember just seeing you and it was, whether it was your food, you know, I'd see you, you know, in there cooking every night, you know, making sure that you were putting the right things in your body, going to the gym. I mean, we'd have practice people, you know, would work out together. Then like you'd even get your own extra workout in, uh, making sure that you treated your body right. And then I, you know, be walking into my room and I look over and I see you like stretching in the room and, you know, just doing all those things to kind of take care of yourself. And then one thing, and not to get like, you know, personal and your like your relationships and things like that, but like, you know, the discipline with everything that was around us to be like, no, I'm not going to engage in any of these other things. I, I'm going to be faithful to my, to my woman, you know, at the time. So, you know, I just saw like, the main thing I took away from that was, man, this dude is super disciplined. And I think seeing that version of you in 2014 and all the things that have transpired since then, it's like, well, of course, no wonder. Look how disciplined he was back then when he could have done whatever the hell he wanted, but he still took care of himself, his body, his mind, uh, his relationship. And now you see kind of the fruits of that labor with everything you're doing with TaylorMade Band. So how do you think, you know, the discipline aspect of things has kind of played into what you're doing now? Man, it's just, it's just like, if you really want something, you're going to go after it, you know? And for me, I'm just OD with stuff. Like, whether if it's my eating, like you said, I just kind of like, when I put my mind to something, I want to just do the best I, I can at it. And just, you know, just that hunger, you know, just being hungry, always growing up as an underdog, not really being the fastest and being the best. And seeing that it just that competitive edge, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be, I want to make myself proud. And, you know, and we all have our own levels of what we think is, you know, proud. Like, you know, you whatever level you're at, you might be proud of yourself, but certain people just not, it just not it. You feel me? Until they, they can do the extreme and they're just doing the best that they can to be the best, you know, not really settling and saying, all right, that's enough. I kind of always want to just put in an extra everything you know what i'm saying because i was never good enough you feel me to me you know what i'm saying i'm like no nah, i need to be better i, I want to be better and i'm always watching people and watching people that are in you know my position that are doing better than me and i try to try to mimic what they do mimic their mindset and uh it just comes from that like i know that it's like trust me it's weird to me sometimes like sometimes i can't slow down like <laughs> like i want to i want to chill but then I'm like, no, I want, I can do more. I could do better. So I'm always challenging myself at whatever it is. And even if I fail, which I fail many times, um, I just think that I love like challenging myself to get to another level. Even if I'm doing too much, um, you know, I want to get the best out of life. And I want to say and look back and like, you know what, you know, at least I gave it my all. At least I feel good and proud about, you know, when I left, like even when I left playing football, I was proud. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I felt like, yeah, okay, I could be done. You know what I'm saying? I gave it all I have. I gave it, you know, every single, you know, every single thing that I could even think about doing, I did. You know what I'm saying? So 
And um, yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't know exactly where it comes from. You know, maybe it's a God given gift because every, I don't see everyone with that same drive. You know what I'm saying? So um, it can just be a gift from God. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you talked about one thing that I think is also key. I talked about discipline, but I think one thing that's just as big as discipline is failure. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to do this 75 hard challenge, right? Like, and, and it's tough. It's difficult. You have a lot of different tasks that you have to do. And I failed already three times. And my son, like his response was like, man, you keep failing, blah, blah, blah. And in my head is like, well, yeah, I failed, but at some point I'm going to get it right. And right. I'm going to be able to push through. And then once I accomplish it, it's going to be that much sweeter. How do you think your failures have really helped you to this point? Man, the failures break me down. You feel me? And, it, and then it makes me a stronger person. Because what I think is really breaking me down is just like building me, you know what I'm saying? But I can't see it at the time. And you never do because it's like you're in the moment, right? But when I look back and even when I'm going through like presently or, you know, the mind is crazy, you know what I'm saying? It plays tricks on some of us. Some of us can handle it. Some of us can't. Some of, It just depends on the situation. And like life is very situational. So obviously the things that we go after in life are going to be um, a challenge because it's going to be new but how we take on the challenge how you know what life brings us on the way there is you know everybody's got different journeys you know what i mean so mental toughness is something that's like a self journey like you can't like i said before you can't tell somebody if they're being tough or weak because mentally people are in different you know places in their life and thankfully i can see through a lot of things that i am going through that are challenging me i can see through them and i'm having a way to have more compassion to other people that can't right because you'll notice that a lot of people struggle getting to where they want to go to have aspirations and for me i just feel like i got to see through every struggle that i go through because what else i'm gonna do i can't quit <laughs> you feel me right. like quit. like so like, like when people ask you how you doing like i'm good like well you sure you good like i can't be bad like <laughs> <laughs> like i got a daughter i got you feel me i got goals like i'm good i gotta keep pushing you feel me so that's just my mindset on things. <laughs> Speaking of good, and one thing that I know that has really like jumped off the ground for you was the TaylorMade Bands. And if, if y'all haven't already, TaylorMade Bands, it has its own Instagram account, right? Yeah, yeah. How many followers do you have on there right now? We got like 100,000. You know what I'm saying? We got 100,000, 107,000. <laughs> we did good. We did good during the pandemic. We did good before that. It's been about four years in the business. It's a little slow now just making little transitions, but it's still going. It's still a big brand in the community, in my city. So that's what matters most because I'm, I'm a trainer here. So that's where it all started for me, just being a trainer and wanting to do more than just being in the gym, you know, wanting to sell products online. And yeah, it just did well. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a brand. It's something that I'm always going to like have a staple on me. I'm going to have got the shirt on right now. And uh, yeah, when you, you are your brand, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that wants to start a brand understands that like, you got to be your brand, you know what I'm saying? So whether good days or bad days, that's just how business is, and you just push through. I know a lot of what you're doing with it as well, where is whether it's with the bands and branding it that way or the clothing. I mean, I saw you in there, and I think one thing that you've probably done well is you get in there and get your hands dirty. You know, I saw you pressing stuff and, and making, you know, clothing and you know getting the shirts right and you know you're going out there you you're picking out the fabric and you're, you're doing all those things uh how did you you know really get involved in the clothing aspect of it because i know like you said it's kind of marketing but how did you know that the 
demand was going to be there for it. Well, I didn't know that the demand was going to be there. I just knew that the first thing you want to do when you start a brand is kind of like, you know, promote yourself. And the best way to do that is kind of wear your brand or have other people wear your brand to bring awareness to other people. So I just started with clothes, like T-shirts, like a lot of people start out with T-shirts. And then I started to get creative with slogans and um, just watching Nipsey come out with jerseys like this that I got on. You know what I'm saying? Doing that, putting my brand on there because I just had connects downtown L.A. for people to do that. I would just reinvest my money, try different things. Sometimes I spend too much on product that just didn't sell. And sometimes I bought too little of something that was going fast as well. So it's just a lot of trial and error. Um, just looking back now, it's just I was just hustling. You feel me? I was just hustling and still to this day as well. So, yeah, but the, the clothes was something that you know, I was I used to sell T-shirts outside of concerts, like Yeezy concerts, like bootlegging. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a couple of friends that did that, and I would just be like, "Shit, we bootlegging! Like, let me go buy the print machine then." So, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's learn how to do that. <laughs> Bootleg shirts and stuff like that. So, and then I just started doing that with my own brand as well, like just printing the T-shirts. I would just every client that I had, I would put a tailor-made shirt on them. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I was just promoting, just having fun, man. Waking up early, printing T-shirts late nights printing t-shirts people ordering shirts so if i'm training somebody for whatever 60 70 dollars a session then I'll, i can make an extra 20 dollars by giving them a t-shirt you know what i'm saying putting in five minutes of work at home so that's how i was just thinking like how can i get the most out of what i'm doing you know i'm i'm in the fitness business as well i've been trying to take care of my body i've been more on the sports side of things but i'm kind of transitioning into you know starting to work with you know adult fitness and and those type of things what do you think is has kind of been your biggest lesson learned with training? Because I mean, you've been doing it for years now. Like you said, you've had all kinds of clients, and I see some of the clients that you have come through there on your social media accounts. But you know, there's a lot of ups and downs in any kind of business. What ups and downs have you had to deal with through the uh, you know fitness industry? Yeah, like every trainer, you know, if you lose clients, it's always a big little damper depending on how many clients you have you know so uh just losing clients you know and you know really it's, it's best to get on you get your clients online as well so if they can't afford you one-on-one -on -one, because you know personal training is expensive so if they can't afford you one-on-one -on -one, giving them something to do something to do when they're not with you um so you know you just got to get creative but uh to answer your question yeah if you're losing clients then you're losing money because you it's really only one source of income like you're waiting for people to come in you know what I mean? So um, that's why I created, you know, online business as well. And I try to do other things. When you're a personal trainer, you got to get creative unless you're just killing it online, uh, which I'm not killing it online with my online training, you know? So I got creative and started to sell other products online, which I did well with. Use Instagram influencers to uh, sell products or you run ads. Um, just learning. You got to, like, in 2012, in 2022, you got to be creative. And you, uh, we all know you can't just live at one source of income, especially where I live in Cali, you know, the price is high and you have to hustle, you know what I'm saying? Even on the weekends, you know, I'm running like two to three businesses, you know what I'm saying? Just making small returns from each, but it's adding up, you know, you just got to be creative. How, how has the, and, and that's, that's key too, because and I talk to people about that, like, I know that different businesses can kind of fluctuate, right? So kind of where my mind went, especially when I uh, signed, for this, you know, gym, right? Sign for the loan for this big ass gym that I'm building. I'm like, right, I gotta figure out how to make up the difference. And kind of one thing led to another, and it got to the point where I'm like, man, can I, 
can I make enough money off my podcasting and my streaming stuff to where I can cover the expenses of my house and my gym without having one client? And and that was a goal of mine. So once I did that, I'm like, okay, I'm on right now, you know, yeah. but I know you're, you're not always up. You know what I'm saying? Right. So how do you balance out the ups and the downs of what comes with the business? Well, you just got to stay mentally uh, in tune. You know what I'm saying? Cause you can't lose it. Once you, once, once you start to see your income drop or you see anything like in the negatives for a certain amount of time, you kind of want to panic. But at the same time, you got to understand that there's, like you said, there's ups and downs in businesses. And then you have to keep a clear mindset so that you can like see through what you like. So you can think clear so you can transition or see what's not working or see what or go back to something that was working in the past that you may be steered away from. So just keeping a clear mindset is really key because, I mean, like you, like businesses, like it's very depending on what you're doing and like where you're coming from, it can be very unpredictable. You know what I'm saying? So your finances got to be intact. You got to kind of be smart with your money, especially if you started off fast and then you go down really slow. It's like, how are you going to transition from that? Especially if you're doing it from a period of time. So um, just while you're up thinking smart and uh, living below your means, knowing how to invest um, properly because nobody teaches you that and the media is not going to teach you that. And unless you have a mentor, somebody that you trust, somebody that's doing what you want them to, want them to do is great. Um, just getting that type of knowledge will help an uh, entrepreneur. You need a mentor. You need somebody to look up to. Somebody in, they don't have to be doing exactly what you're doing or selling exactly what you're selling, but um, they know how to pivot. They run businesses before. You know, they know how to invest. You know, they've been through storms, recessions, depressions, you know, and they know, you know, what markets to flip into. And, you know, they just, the, the transition part is the most difficult and just being mentally stable during those transitions because it's not easy. This is, everything is on you. Right. You ain't got you ain't clocking in, you ain't clocking out. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be stable at all times. You know what I mean? And and, and not get angry and, and, and mad at yourself and down on yourself and just really keep pushing. Wake up and keep walking, keep doing it, keep pushing, go work out, you know, exercise your mind. Keep because being stagnant is the worst thing that you can do as a business owner, or entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? You got to even when you winning, you got to keep moving because you all you already know somebody trying to take your spot. You know what I'm saying? Somebody trying to take your spot in every business. <laughs> Yeah. And they're going to try to bite off of some of the things that you're doing. I, I definitely want to um, get into some of the investments and things that you make. And I know I've heard you talk about some of those things on social media, but I want to like ask you as well, how has social media been a key for you and your growth? Because I mean, you've done an amazing job of continuously putting content out there. You got the videos where a lot of people think, oh man, like, you know, this is funny. And, you know, I laugh at a lot of it, but you know, that's the some of the things that help your business uh, and people are going to remember, you know, this video and, okay, I can go to Dwight McClan for this or I can go to him for that. But I think the way that you've kind of used social media, you kind of have mastered it. So what was your thought process just with getting into social media the way you have and how has that helped you kind of build some of your platforms? Yeah, far from, far from mastering it. Social media is a, it's a whole job and like within itself, it's better to hire somebody to do your social media, like especially if you're doing other things, um, selling products, being a trainer, running other businesses, being a father, family man. Um, social media is a task to, I know you know editing and you know filming and you know that's a whole nother job. So I can't even say that I've mastered it because there's days where I'm like, yo, I can't get to it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't get to it, you know what I mean? And 
not because I don't have time, but mentally I'm just probably not there to 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 do content or to to edit a video right now. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to be consistent. Social media is about being consistent. But as far as the laughing part right now, yeah, that transition is like TikTok, like making TikTok videos, voiceovers, or just being creative on TikTok. Is, TikTok gives you, you know, a normal person a, a great way to express himself in his creativity. Um, and uh, TikTok is booming right now, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, some people catch on to it, some people don't. Some people stay on the Instagram platform because they're booming on there. But you, for me, I'm like, I got to make transitions and go with the wave, you know what I'm saying? Especially with social media, like they changed, like right before we had just uh, videos and swipe overs, you know what I'm saying? And you can swipe over to the next video, you know, but let me, sorry, let me go back. First, it was just pictures, right? And then right. we had- that's what I was gonna say. Uh, like you know, college years and like early AFL years, it was just yeah, just a picture. And then you have a fifteen second video that you can right. add. Now it's a or then it turned into a minute. And then now, I mean, you can do reels and things like that, add music to it that really help your content grow. Exactly. So you just gotta keep up with social media. It is growing because technology is growing. You know what I'm saying? And yo, know, the way that you advertise is gonna change. The way that I advertise has to change now. I have to advertise through TikTok because. Sometimes it's cheaper. Sometimes it gets more insights. You know, like Facebook running Facebook ads gets more expensive. But if you just get running stuck on running just Facebook ads, you don't know how to transition to, you know, TikTok or YouTube and other things. Like, cause you got to go with the with the wave of the people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I just it's not easy to to catch on and like to catch on to what like social media. Like, you know how podcasts are popular now. Like what we're doing right now, we didn't really do this. Like the last eight years, you know what I'm saying? Or even like five years ago, it wasn't something that right. everybody was doing, right? Zoom calls, yeah, that was cool, but we didn't think to do it or to talk to people through, you know, the pandemic sped a lot of this stuff up too, right? So yeah, with social media, you just have to learn how to transition and pivot just like with the business. This is your, with everything that you're doing and on, you know, in real life, you have to kind of mimic that in social media or bring attention to it on social media so that you can continue to bring in more customers. If anyone out here that's watching or listening right now, uh, my guy Dwight McLean, he's out there in the LA area. He needs an intern. He needs somebody to follow him around with a camera and, and get all the stuff that he's doing so he doesn't have to focus on that, all right? So if you're someone that like is looking to you know create some content and put some things out there and let everybody know what you're doing, you gotta link up with my guy Dwight. Uh, Dwight, I wanna ask you about, you talked about different investments and things mm -hmm. that you've made. So talk to us a little bit about that, because I have heard you talk a little bit about like, I don't want to get this wrong, but like crypto, things like that. And I know nothing about it. So you're going to have to educate me on some of the Bitcoin, all those things, or at least what whatever it is that you're into. Yeah. So I first, my first in real investment was like in real estate. And then I, that's the, that's, that's a great, it's more tangible. It's like, it's an actual physical asset that you can like do multiple things with. I think it's the, it's like. I can't say it's the best because I know there's other ways of making money and being wealthy in the world, but it's one of the most modern ways that people get wealthy and uh, people before us got wealthy because everybody's always going to need a place to live. So just being on YouTube and social media, just learning about different investments. I, I decided to do like a duplex, a house hacked, um, a house, a property in uh, Arizona. And then um, I bought a property here for the family out here in California. And then you know, I love real estate. Like I'm even studying it right now. And then as far as like crypto, 
crypto is very like volatile as everyone can see like the prices can go up and down very quickly and you'll learn very quickly that you know you just can't just put money into crypto and uh, not knowing what you put your money into not knowing how the markets run not knowing how um you know stocks are 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 running and where money is flowing and bonds and stuff like that so just learning different stuff like is just the is different markets and if i was to say if anyone wants to invest like before you invest into crypto you got to learn how to at least learn how to read some type of charts you know what i'm saying before you put your money in there and i know a lot of people like to gamble so um but yeah i, I invest into ethereum i think it's going to be great in the future with the nfts um and di digital collectibles um I, I listen to a lot of um uh youtube videos on you know digital collectibles and what's coming with that and just uh, you know ownership with your assets and yeah ethereum is gonna be huge um also bitcoin just it's a lot of narrative with a lot of these coins and stuff like that but a lot of them are doing things to change the world like i think ethereum network will change the world and you know you really got to follow the money as well too because like the younger generation they're heavy into crypto you know what i'm saying into bitcoin we can't just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that it's not go up in value you know what i mean so try to you know learn a little bit about every market that's out there whether it's real estate crypto stocks uh gold silver you know what i'm saying uh starting businesses you know what i'm saying uh learning how to borrow against your properties and stuff like that you know and just learning how to just um use leverage to get rich you know what i'm saying that's basically what it is you're leveraging another company by learning about it you're leveraging your own money because you know how to invest it to make more money and uh those type of things you like like i said you need a mentor you need to uh, study the different markets and it takes time but the only way we're going to be able to retire you know uh comfortably is if we invest our money while we have it right because we can't work forever and we can't depend on a 401k you know what i'm saying especially with the inflation rate and the cost of living in certain states and cities so you know learning different things like that just investing a little bit of money that you make instead of blowing it uh, it's going to go a long way for a lot of people. And that's just the mindset that I have. You know, it's crazy. You mentioned Nipsey Hussle a little while ago. You know, you got the jersey shirt on right now. And you're like, man, you saw Nipsey kind of doing some of that. And to see where Nipsey was, like where he was headed. Because, I mean, we're talking about Bitcoin and stuff like that. And, I mean, Nipsey's been dead for a few years now, a couple of years now. And even well before that, he was talking about being able to purchase his clothing in Bitcoin and, you know, doing different things like that. So, you know, how has a guy like Nipsey Hussle kind of inspired you? You know, I know kind of being from that Southern California area and kind of seeing his growth and, and the way he moved and things like that and some of the things that he was preaching to the community. How has that kind of helped you kind of shape your mind? Uh, Man, when he, when he mentioned Bitcoin, I didn't even... I didn't even know what Bitcoin was. I didn't even like, I would just hear it probably like 90% of people, like they would probably hear that and just like not do any research. <laughs> like if I would have invested in Bitcoin when he was talking about it, I mean, shit. And if I would have known what I know now, I, I even got crypto books, you know what I'm saying? Reading what blockchain is and trying to understand what I'm putting my money in, investing in and where this is even going in the future. So like, yeah, I, I heard him mention stuff like that. I heard him mention like, you know, F the middleman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people might hear that, but they don't really know what that means. So just doing your research on like trying to have all money in and producing your own products and just like, you know, getting away from, you know, basically what he was saying is getting away from, you know, society way of living, like just being a, a you know, economic slave to the system. 
know what I'm saying? And doing your own and running your own and being your own and owning your own. You know what I'm saying? I think that was his message. And he left that message strongly with a lot of us out here. That's why when he passed, a lot of people were affected and a lot of people, you know, really still ride for him to this day um, because he just had a huge effect on us. He opened up a lot of people's eyes. If you even watch old videos of him, you know, he just talks, he talks, even talks about slavery, he talks about us being black kings and, you know, he's really empowered, you know, the community. Um, so yeah, man, the dude was, was, was great. You know what I'm saying? If you listen to his music, I know a lot of people don't like his style and some people do, right? Because it's an LA, you know, type style, you know what I'm saying? The way that he speak, you know what I'm saying? Everything that he do, his swag, you know what I'm saying? It's more LA, you know what I'm saying? More West Coast, you feel me? So that's why he was so, you know, when you look at him, you might see a little bit of yourself in him, especially being from the West side, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you see a little bit of, of you, you know, you from Cali, so you already know like how we get down, even though you're from the Bay, you know what I'm saying? Type, you know, you know, I know you're from the Bay, you're from Stockton, but you know, yeah. <laughs> still, we still got that Cali. I know y'all from SoCal, like everything is the Bay. Like everything that's right. like Northern Cali is like, it's all the Bay. Just like everything to us is, everything <laughs> us in SoCal is in LA. Yeah. Everything the Bay or or LA. We don't even know exactly what city <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah, man. But so what, what I want to do now is just kind of give you the opportunity for, you know, the people that are watching and the people that are listening, just kind of just some parting words for people that might aspire to be, you know, an entrepreneur and, you know, just words of advice that you can give them as we uh, exit. Shit, just start, you know what I'm saying? And just don't stop, you know, one thing is going to lead to, to the next. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you, you got a positive mindset, when you got a, you know, a lot of confidence in yourself, you know what I'm saying? Even when you fail, even when you're getting a hundred no's, you know what I'm saying? That one yes is going to change your life. You know what I mean? Like it, it's going to definitely change your life. So just keep going. You got to have high hopes. It's like when you was a kid, you used to have big dreams. Like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But then as we get older, sometimes people lose faith, you know what I'm saying? Because they get they they meet so many failures they think that they are a failure but really it's to make you stronger learn how, learn how to take those no's learn how to take those you know those failures those letdowns and from you and other people you know what i'm saying so you just got to have a, a stronger mindset especially if you're trying to be an entrepreneur you out there in the woods by yourself a lot of times because you don't want networking with everybody else so you got to take on all those different personalities yeah you know what I'm saying? so you got to remember that part like nobody's going to like hand you nothing you know what I'm saying? All they can do is teach you. You know what I'm saying? It's up to you to take the knowledge, remember it, write it down, keep looking at it, look at it again every single morning. You know what I'm saying? Remember why you're getting up. You remember why you're getting up. You're going to have some direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And anything, I mean, if there's something I can say to everybody that's listening right now, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I think that's been the thing that has helped me the most where, you know, I put out uh, years of content without getting paid for anything, right? Like whether it was on Twitter or whatever. And, you know, eventually I started kind of being recognized as, oh man, like if, if it's football, if it's receivers and cornerbacks, like Eric Crocker, like that's the guy that you go to, you know? And one thing led to another, you know, podcast, things like that. And now my platform has grown to what it is now, uh, not just, you know, YouTube, which I'm getting this off the ground, but, you know, my 49er show in the morning, you know, we have, three to 400 live viewers every morning, sometimes more than that, sometimes 500. I've had as much as 600 or a thousand people, you know, at one time watching. Um, but a lot of it started with like, you know, I wasn't receiving money for a lot of it. 
uh, or none of it. I wasn't receiving any money at all, but I just kind of believed in like the, the, the view or the vision that, that I have for myself. And the same thing with my training as well. You know, when I moved out to Arkansas, I got a, a group of kids together that didn't know any, didn't know me from anywhere. But I reached out to a kid. I reached out to a parent and I was like, hey, this is what I do. Just have your kid come through. I'm not charging any money. I just want to, you know, like help. And next thing you know, I work with some kids. One thing leads to another. Now I'm building a 12,000 square foot sports performance facility. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, so don't be afraid to kind of put yourself out there. And eventually the money will come. But you have to kind of show that you have value sometimes. And then once you do show you have value, understand what your value is and don't be you know don't be willing to move off of that like you know get paid what you're what you're worth but the value you'll know the kind of value that people see in you and they'll keep coming back coming back coming back but dmac man i appreciate you coming on bro uh a lot of great you know words of wisdom got my guy gammon here and he says uh, appreciate your knowledge and and this is awesome and i, I again i wanted to create this platform because I, I do believe that there are a lot of people like us that want to do some of these things you know you got a mic you got you know your setup there i got mic and all that a lot of people want to have podcasts a lot of people train uh athletes or, or men women they're into fitness a lot of people are into bitcoin you talked about you know having uh you know the 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 housing market and real estate and things like that and there are a lot of people into that so man i think you touched on all the bases there i appreciate you coming on everyone else shout out to y'all we're gonna be back here wednesday next wednesday and again if you don't watch here or if you are listening to it on the podcast whatever it's on spotify it's on apple it's on all that good stuff it's also on youtube type in eric crocker hit the like button subscribe all that good stuff so more, more people can see this but i appreciate everybody tuning in i'll see y'all next wednesday peace peace